episode number 25, December 2014. In this episode, Aftergrim talks about the various rake files and he explains rake tasks and dependencies in rake. listeners who are completely new to rake uh, maybe we should explain what a rake file really is all right so uh, uh the rake file is sort of the recipe it's the the or the manifest uh, i'm not sure what the best term would be it's it's the uh the thing that it's the file that you put in the usually in the root directory of your project that tells rake how to do things how to do things specifically related to your project um the name is is inspired again by make uh, make had make files, so rake has rake files. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, normally it is actually called rake file with a capital R, although you can use, there are some some variations on that that you can also use. Um, and inside it, uh, inside it is just valid Ruby code, except that uh, since you run it using the rake tool rather than just the raw Ruby executable, rake adds some, some extras uh, to the Ruby world. And so you have... In, you have access to some special uh, directives that you wouldn't in, in just a raw Ruby program. Things like task and namespace and um, rule and other uh, other commands that are specific to building things. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a bit about <clears throat> what is a global rake file and what's it useful for? Oh yeah, that's one of the, the interesting sort of lesser known abilities of rake. Uh, normally, people just have like a, a project-specific rake file that tells you how to run the tests in that project or or migrate the database in that project. But uh, it's also possible to to have a global rake file like in your home directory, which is available from everywhere. And uh, this is that's like a that's a handy place uh, when you know you're used to using rake in your projects, but there are certain tasks that you always want no matter what what project you're in and they're not always um, they're not always part of some individual project's rake file you know maybe you work with you're a, a consultant and you work with a bunch of different projects and they all have their own rake files with their own idiosyncrasies um, but but maybe you have a, a task that you've written that just like goes through all the project's files looking for to-do comments and you want that to be available in every project uh, regardless of whether somebody has thought to, to code one up for that specific project, mm-hmm. and so you put it in your global rake task, and uh, and now that's you can you know run that rake to do or whatever it's called uh, from anywhere. Um, you mentioned that um, it's possible to have different kind of rake files, um, and I think there's a possibility to break uh, rake files up into smaller components using rake lib, right? Um, how does this work? Uh, well, I mean. Uh, Basically, you can cut up a rake file into into other Ruby files, just as you can cut up any Ruby program into multiple files. Uh, rake actually patches Ruby's require statement. Uh, require is usually used to load up other Ruby files, but it, it patches it to also enable you to load up um, other uh, sort of subsidiary rake files. So you can say require foo, and and besides for looking for a foo.rb somewhere in the Ruby load path, it'll also look for like a, a foo. Uh, I think it's foo.task or foo.rake. I think those are the extent extensions it looks for. Looks for. I'd have to uh, look it up to check for sure. Uh, but it'll look for those um, in inside your project. What is a rake task? So a task is is I guess m- more or less the fundamental building block block of 
a rake file. And a task defines a target, and then it defines an action for um, achieving that target or for creating that target. And this is sort of uh, part of like the fundamental uh, perspective shift from just a regular script, like a regular program. And in a typical program, you know, you have functions or methods or procedures, whatever you call it in the language that you work in. Um, you know, and, and you, and a, a function is usually just a set of instructions for doing a thing. Whereas in a build tool, uh, and in rake, what you set up are really targets. You say, here are, here's a list of, of kind of destinations, uh, that we might want to arrive at. It's kind of like a menu. Here are the, here are the dishes that we serve here. Um, and then each target has a list of it has two things associated with it it has dependencies associated with it so here here is a list of other targets that have to be met before this target we can even consider building this target and it has a list of actions associated with it which are just um basically ruby code for creating that target or for building that target now tasks um generally do not refer to like a physical target in the sense of a file on the disk, um, but uh, there, but it's still it's still that that model of having a target and having prerequisites and having actions for achieving the target. What are dependencies in Rake? Well, dependencies are how Rake determines what needs to be done. Um, again, a a uh, a Rake file isn't just a straightforward program; it's more. It's more like you you lay down you know here are our targets here are how, how to build the targets and here are, here are their dependencies and then you tell Rake what which target you want you want built or which target you want executed and it figures out what needs to be what needs to be executed in order to make that happen so let's make this a little bit more concrete mm -hmm. um, I use Rake to build my ebooks and um, there are a lot of steps that go into that. Uh, but we could we could simplify it down to say that let's say I'm writing the individual chapters in Markdown, so I have some .markdown files, and then in order to build an ebook, I need to first compile those Markdown files into HTML, and then I need to t use another tool to compile to put all the HTML files together into a PDF, or into an EPUB file, or into a Kindle Mobi file. Um, so those are some different targets. You've got the, the HTML targets, which is kind of an intermediate target. You don't need the, the HTML um, for its own sake, but you do need it for the next step. Um, so if, let's say, I have a book.pdf as, as one of my targets, that's going to have dependencies on all of those HTML files. Um, but the HTML files might not even exist yet. Uh, those HTML files then have dependencies upon the .markdown files. And so when I tell Rake please build book.pdf, it's going to look at the, de the dependencies that I've declared and it's going to say, okay, book.pdf depends on file1.html and file2.html, but those files don't exist either, so let's consult the list of rules again. What do we need in order to make file1.html and file2.html? Well, it looks like we've got a rule here for creating HTML files out of .markdown files, and I, it looks like there's a... There's a um, it looks like there's a, a file here. There are files here called file1.markdown and file2.markdown. So let's first execute the rules 
to create HTML files. Uh, and then if those successfully generate the needed HTML files, then we can pop the stack and, uh, and execute the rule for generating the .pdf file. So um, dependencies are what ties all that together. Rake uh, maintains an internal network of dependencies and it understands uh, how, the rules, how the rules depend on each other and how to go from one to the next. Thank you.